Greetings and welcome to another Different Church Podcast. My name is Jarrett, and I hope you are having an awesome day. I'm recording this intro at 11.35 p.m. on Monday night, getting this in your hands a day later than normal. Apologies, but I hope this finds you well. This service and thus this podcast is slightly different than normal. Um, Usually we do three songs before the message, then the message, then two songs at the end. Uh, This time we did two songs before the message, then we did like a welcome, and then we did the third song, but it was like sort of a part of the message because we finally did something that I've been begging Hannah to do uh, pretty much ever since the church started. One of the things that I struggle with the most in my faith life is prayer. Um, I'm not going to talk about it too much right now because we'll get to it in a second, but I've been asking her to do this service for a long time and we finally did it. And in conjunction with her talking about prayer, uh, the band actually played a, um, a song that I wrote about prayer. So we're going to hear that in a second. But first, whenever I came up to do the welcome, I got uh, guianaed is what I like to call it. I thought she was done, so I wandered onto stage. But it turns out she wasn't done, and she was in the middle of the song, and I looked like an idiot. And uh, I recorded it, so this next part is uh, for your enjoyment at my pain. <laughs> it's extravagant. I'm going to move walk out of here. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, so I'm an idiot. <laughs> I just uh, pretty much interrupted, you know, like the emotional part of the service. I like crawled up on stage like an idiot. And then I just started singing because I didn't know what else to do. And then I moonwalked off stage. And um, that was fun. And I, yeah. Anyway, hopefully that made you laugh. Now. Uh, let me just throw it to myself here. After I came back on stage, I just kind of introduced the song. And so I'm just going to let you kind of hear that. And then after that, we're going to throw it straight to Hannah, who is going to be talking about prayer. So I hope you enjoy. I thought this was a really cool service. Um, I loved everything Hannah had to say. Prayer is still mysterious to me, but I feel a whole lot better about it now. Oh, well, I almost walked out the back door and just left. Would you have blamed me if that was just like the last time you ever saw me? Just leave the state? <laughs> oh, you guys can sit down. How's it going? Ugh, man. I don't know what I was supposed to say now. I'm all out of sorts. We don't really have any more announcements. I'm here early because raise your hand if you were here a couple weeks ago for biography. Yep, yep. Woo, biography. Uh, so uh, I closed the service out. Uh, with a story, and I made the band play a song that I wrote, and now I'm drunk with power, and I'm going to make them do it again. <laughs> uh, I've been trying to get Hannah to talk about prayer for, like, uh, years? Like, since we started the church, because <clears throat> it's one of the things that I, like, struggle with the most. Um, like, if God already knows what I'm going to say, why do I still need to go through the rigmarole of saying it? And then... Do I just have to ask once? But then if it doesn't happen, is there like a number that you have to meet? Or is it just like, oh, I'm praying extra hard? Like, I just don't get it. Like, I I think I'm getting it more as we go. Uh, But I kind of wrote this song about 
prayer from a place of frustration and not getting it. So it's not like the most positive song in the world. But that's why Hannah's going to come up after the song and just answer all of our questions and figure everything out. Deal? <laughs> oh. Okay, so uh, this is a song called Reach Out, and it's about prayer. And uh, you don't have to stand. You can sit. And I hope you enjoy it. Oh, also, I wanted to mention, last night uh, at like 10 p.m., I got a text from Charles, our normal drummer. And he was like, bro, I'm sick. I won't make it. At 10 p.m., he was feeling really bad. I feel terrible for him. Charles, if you're watching, get better. But Seth was just like, I could probably do it. <laughs> and he did. He's crushing it. And I don't know if you can see. <laughs> he's got the keys set up back here, too. So there's a couple times where he's been playing keys and drums. And then Kiana just, was that? Maybe. We'll see. No, you already did it, I think, in the second song. Yeah, he did like one chord. That counts. Yeah, and then Kiana just like decided she can play bass now. So our band's really amazing. Thank you guys for being awesome. And uh, here's the song. Yes, yes indeed. I want you to know that when you're standing, it takes pressure off. Now that you're sitting, you're focused. Your eyes aren't closed, you aren't like in the moment. So a little bit more nervous now, it's cool. God is here, it's fine.
so good. <laughs> I like whoever just said, yep. <laughs> good morning to everyone except the people who insist we change the time twice a year. And also the babies who don't care. <laughs> if you had an extra hour of sleep this morning, I am truly, deeply jealous of your life. What is it like? I feel like I'm putting off this sermon, which I have been doing for months. <laughs> Jarrett, actually over a year, Jarrett was like, we need to talk about prayer. And I was like, yep. And then my head was like, definitely not. <laughs> um, Jarrett said the little bit of false advertising, because he said I was going to give you some answers. And I want to stand up here and tell you that I have answers when it comes to prayer, and that I've reached a place where prayer comes naturally to me, and I can just settle into it like talking to an old friend, and that's not what I'm going to tell you. So put your seatbelts on. Uh, today's going to be really honest, maybe disturbingly so. So I don't know how to translate the face I just made into audio for the podcast, but ooh. <laughs> uh, the reality is that prayer and I have a kind of complicated relationship. I was named after Hannah, a character in the Bible. Uh, she was kind of a big deal, as am I. <laughs> she was the mother of Samuel, who was a prophet who basically like ran Israel. And then he anointed the first two kings of Israel, and he was kind of a big deal, runs in the family. She was married, but she was childless. She struggled with fertility, which is something that threatened her value as a person in ancient society. And she prayed. These are the things she's known for. Samuel, not having a baby, praying. It's her whole life. What three things are you known for? <laughs> so she prayed, right? She prayed and she prayed and she wouldn't let it go and she kept praying and she prayed so hard and so vehemently that the high priest, the high pastor, basically the Pope of Israel, was like, you must be drunk. And I feel like I should insert like a Pentecostal drunk in the spirit joke here. But like, she wasn't drunk, she was praying. Have you ever prayed so hard people thought you were drunk? What are you doing with your life? <laughs> God finally listened to her. She has a baby, this tiny baby Samuel, and my parents named me after her, a woman of prayer. And I heard that so many times growing up. Like, I should look to Hannah as this example of, like, a person of prayer, how to live a faithful life. And I, I've never resented being named after her, although there was a small period in high school where I desperately wanted to be named something cooler like, I literally wanted to be named Alexis, and this is before Shit's Creek, okay? I really wanted to name Alexis. Um, it's a lot to live up to, though, I feel. Like, how do you know if you're a woman of prayer? You have to say it like that. Is it when you pray every week, every day, three times a day? Should you pray constantly? Is it even possible to pray constantly? It, can you know when your prayers get answered? What if they don't get answered? Does that mean you need to pray harder, like Hannah, to make God listen? Um, or does it just mean you don't have enough faith? How can you tell the difference between God saying no and God just not answering you? No matter how much you pray, will it ever be enough prayer? Can you always pray more? <laughs> now, I'm Pentecostal. So I love a good prayer, okay? Like, if you don't know what this is, like Pentecostal prayer, like when people go in 
Like when you pace a hole in the floor and you blast the music and you get emotional and you rattle the windows of heaven and you demand that God listen. And some people speak in tongues, not me personally, but like lots of people that I grew up with. My parents, like if I remember sleeping on pews during prayer meetings that would last hours, like till midnight, people would be pacing the church and praying. And I'm, I don't, as a parent of a small child, I'm like, my bedtime though. <laughs> They're like, you're fine. You slept on the pews. And I'm like, that gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> Nova's already waking up at 545. What do you mean you kept me out for prayer? And they're like, this was very important. And I mean, like, I am here for that kind of prayer. Okay, if you want to pray like that, yes, I'm for it. Um, however, I have prayed like that many, many times in my life. But truthfully, it has been a while. And I finally was like, fine, we're just going to talk about prayer. <laughs> We're going to do it, Jarrett. I will give you what you want. <laughs> and I was faced with this realization that I used to pray like that a lot. And it's been a while. Like, why did I stop? Like, I couldn't pinpoint an answer. Um, and I don't want you to think I don't pray at all. Okay. Everyone's like, no, my God, our pastor doesn't even talk to God. Um, usually I pray before bed at night. Sometimes I'll pray at random intervals during the day if someone's on my mind who needs support or if I need support or if Noah's being crazy. Like I pray, but it's different than it used to be. And I really want to give you the message that says, I have found a resolution. This is the meaning of prayer. This is the benefit of prayer. And this is how you do it. So you know you're doing it right but I do not have that message. What I have is two different thoughts that are competing in my mind. So on the one hand, I truly, deeply, like down in my bones, believe that God cares. That God not only wants to communicate with us, but genuinely cares about even the most mundane details of our life. That God can and does intervene in the world around us. Sometimes all we need to do is ask. And God is delighted to help us. I believe that miracles happen. Like, I've seen them. I, I'm Pentecostal. I've experienced them, okay? I believe that God has the power and the ability to change things. I believe that prayer is not just communication, but a lifeline to God who loves us more than we can even wrap our minds around. And... On the other hand, <laughs> sometimes it feels like God doesn't give a crap. That we can pray and ask and beg and hope and like have all of the faith we could possibly muster up in our souls and nothing changes. I think believing that God can intervene actually makes it worse somehow. But like it's easier to accept that God can't answer my prayer, like God just doesn't care or God doesn't have the ability to do that, then to be like, God can and does care and won't, won't answer or won't give me the result that I think I need. And I really cannot resolve this conflict. I have tried. I want to. I'll keep trying. But honestly, where I am is stuck in the middle, kind of, and it just depends on the day as to where I'm landing. So a couple days ago, if you would have been like, hey, how do you feel about prayer today? I would be like, garbage. <laughs> I mean, I probably would have been like, do you really want to know? First, I would have asked. Um, but then like yesterday, if you asked me about prayer, I would have been like, it's amazing. 
It's lovely. It would be so much easier if I just didn't believe that God cared, right? It would be easier if I could just blame it on something, like my own lack of faith or some unresolved sin in my life, or then I would have something that is incredibly hard to find in progressive Christian circles, certainty. (laughs) Would it suck to have it be my fault that God won't answer? Yes, Uh, but at least I would know why, right? Like at least certainty is a really nice thing to have, (laughs) but I can't land there because I do believe that God cares. I do believe that God gives a crap. In fact, I can point to 100 times in my life, at least, where God has shown up. And then this time, I'm like, you're not showing up. I was talking to James a few weeks ago about how I have been putting this message off for months and months and months and months, and how it's been a while since I prayed like I used to pray, and I couldn't figure out why or when it stopped. But as it always works when we have faith, in community with each other, God helped me realize the answer as we were talking. And it was like some little part of my brain was like, ha ha, hello, I found the reason. The last time I prayed like that, which I'm not saying that's the way you have to pray, but it was for me. The last time I prayed like that was at the end of 2018. We were going to do a series on prayer at the church that I worked at to kick off 2019. It's just a very churchy thing to do. You're like, we are going to pray to kick off the new year, even though January 1st is just a date. Um, it's the start of a new year, and we must pray to, for God's will, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So in preparation for this, before January 1st, all the staff and leaders were going to pray every day for 40 days for 30 minutes. And we had a list of things, specific and general, that we needed to pray for. And so I did it. And I prayed every day. Okay, almost every day. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was almost every day I prayed for like 30 minutes. I was like, I'm just going to do it. Every, we're going to do it together. And I always, I guess, was too fast. I like got through the list of stuff <laughs> and I still had time left. So I was like, oh, I'll just pray for something for our family. Because in an annoying similarity to Hannah in the Bible, we had been trying for a while and nothing was happening. So I was like, let me just pray for a baby. And I prayed just like Hannah. Okay, I prayed, I assume Hannah was Pentecostal. Um, I paced the floor, I put on the worship music, I like wore a hole in the carpet in my office because it was the office was like this big. So it was like, Jesus, (laughs) for like a half an hour, okay? I did every Pentecostal prayer thing I could possibly think to do. And then guess what? I got pregnant. And then I had a miscarriage two weeks later. There's like a tiny amount of time in between like where they didn't really know what was happening and they're like, maybe everything's fine, we don't know, just wait. Which is like, we don't think you go to get a scan and they're like, we see something, we'll just wait. What (laughs) does that even mean? I have never prayed so hard in my life, okay? It did not work out. And literally three days after it was like, yeah, this this pregnancy is not gonna make it. I had to preach on prayer and how it works, works, <laughs> how prayer works, <laughs> and I, how everyone in our whole church should kick off the new year by praying every day for 40 days, which now that I'm thinking about it, that's like the definition of trauma, <laughs> okay? I barely remember what I said that Sunday. I'm sure it was nice because um, I did not tell anyone what was happening. 
Um, I'm sure it helps somebody. I assume no one remembers what you say. They just remember how you make them feel. I'm sure people were like, oh, it's a nice New Year's sermon. I feel inspired. Maybe I'll pray. I do remember that I made one particular evangelical-y type of statement. Something along the lines of, prayer may not always fix your situation, but prayer will always fix you in your situation. (sighs) Ugh. (laughs) Like, I cringe (laughs) to think that I said that. Like, it sounds deep. Sounds like a thing you should say. Um, I was doing the best I could, I think, in that moment. I was trying to like make sense of what was happening and the devastation that I was feeling, and I was trying to put on a brave face and make sure that no one questioned what I was saying or whether I believed what I was saying. And I was just trying to find an answer, any answer, that would explain WTF is going on, okay? But I was in a pretty harmful belief system, I think. And I was convinced that if God didn't answer my prayer to save that baby, then there must be some lesson or truth, something I was supposed to be learning. Because I still saw myself as a project to be fixed instead of a beloved child of God. I saw myself as like needing improvement or needing to just find like, what is the meaning? Like if this is happening, then there has to be something that God is trying to teach me so that this will all make sense. Like God's plan would finally be revealed because you know, God's ways are higher than our ways. And I must be missing something. Like the problem has to be with me, right? It can't be not with me because if it's not with me, then we don't have certainty. Right? So either, either, there's two options. Either I don't have enough faith or I'm supposed to be learning some kind of painful lesson. Prayer will always fix you. What hot garbage. I think that is the wrong way to approach prayer altogether. We do not need to be fixed. We are not broken. We have wounds all of us, we all have wounds that need healing. We have trauma and anxiety and mental health struggles and self-loathing and family drama. And we often act in ways that go against our values. And we often act in ways that hurt other people and ourselves. But none of that makes us broken. That makes us human. And being human is okay. Good, in fact. And if you're like, I don't know about that. It's in the Bible, (laughs) okay? God created humans and wasn't like, ugh. God was like, this is good. In fact, very good. And then you could be like, well, but then Adam and Eve, and it was the whole thing, and then the sin of Adam, and all humans are horrible from now until eternity. But then guess what? God became a human in Jesus, in case we didn't get the memo the first time, that being a human is worthwhile, worthwhile and valuable and good. Yes, we all have healing to do. Yes, we are capable of great harm. But that doesn't mean when something terrible happens, it's because we don't have enough faith. How much is enough faith, anyways? Like, how do you know when you have enough? Do you know? I think we have turned prayer into a competition. Like, if we're praying, we are doing something right. We can be like, God, here's the things I'm doing for you. If we're praying a lot, 
then we're doing something super right. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for being here today, God. We're stacking up those treasures in heaven. Can I get an amen? <laughs> I, if we're not praying, it's obviously because we're doing something wrong. That's the only other option, right? Something is wrong with us. We have to get back on track. We have to just use our will and muster up some faith from somewhere. Prayer does not actually fix you. Prayer gives us space to process what is going on with someone who loves us dearly. Prayer gives us a resting place when we are tired. And it gives us a place to jump up and down when we are excited. Prayer is a way for us to be reminded that we are not alone that we are not broken, that God is with us in all circumstances and at all times, that God will always listen and hold us and be there, that we can ask for what we need no matter the circumstance. And sometimes it will work out. And sometimes it won't. But no matter what, we will be held by God the entire time. We will never be abandoned. We will never be left to process our pain alone. And God will make sure that no matter what pain we are carrying, it will not be wasted. That from the brittle and the dry parts of our souls, a new life will spring up, uncontainable. That what we're doing the hard and exhausting and often terrible work of healing and pushing up from the darkness of the soil into the light of the sun, that we are not alone. God isn't just with us. God is the soil we are growing in. God is the air we finally reach when we get to the surface. God is the sun that's on our face and the nutrients in the ground that give us what we need to blossom. God is inescapable in all and through all, the force that animates and sustains our very lives. And if all that is true, then the point of prayer is not to fix us. <laughs> The point of prayer is for us to tap into, to access, to lean on, to somehow be supported by the infinite, indescribable, overflowing goodness of God. Prayer is not just talking. I mean, it is talking. It's not just talking. Just like worship is not just singing. Prayer is also the deep breath you take before you go off on your children. It is the eye contact you make with your partner over dinner and you just feel that peace. It is the feeling that you get when you see a purple, pink, orange sunset. It is the safe spaces you create for others. It is when you choose to be honest with yourself and with other people instead of pretending. It is when you wake up in the middle of the night with someone on your mind and you pray for them and send them good things. It is when you sing a worship song with like all your heart, and it's when your head is bowed and your eyes are closed that you're not saying anything because <laughs> you don't know what to say. It's when your eyes are wide open and all you have is gratitude in your soul, and all you can think is thank you. It's the quiet time you set aside to be with God, and it's the loud, crazy time when everything is going insane, but you are still grounding yourself in your belovedness. 
It is when you choose sacred rest instead of work. It's when you do your very best to love God and make faith an important part of your life. It's when you rage and complain and shout at God, and it's when you're exploding with joy. It's when you quote scripture and when you just talk. Prayer is happening, to paraphrase Deuteronomy, when you lie down and when you get up, when you're sitting and when you walk around your life, when faith has made an impression in your heart and your hands act out what you believe. I'm freezing. <laughs> I maybe I'm just nervous. <laughs> Is anyone else cold? Okay. Well, we're not going to do anything about it. Did you hear my watch? It just said, "I hear you." <laughs> Is God here right now in the form of my watch? Or maybe it's just copying what I say to Nova one billion times a day. I hear you. We're still not doing that. One of the lines in Jared's song said, if I believe this time is different, will my faith be in vain? I reach out, I reach out and try again. Do you have enough faith? This is probably not an answer that most churches would give you, but I'm gonna go with always. Yes, you do, always, okay? Does anyone know the name of the guy that Jesus was like, on this rock, I will build my church? Peter, guess what? He was also the guy that Jesus said, you have so little faith. <laughs> After he gets out of the boat and tries to walk on water to Jesus, he like starts drowning. And Jesus is like, you person of little faith. Or in my modern paraphrase, what happened to your faith, bro? You stepped out of the boat and then you were like, oh no. Also, this is the same guy who, when asked publicly if he even knew Jesus, was like, definitely not. Not once, not twice, three times. He was like, I don't know that guy. I do not have any faith. I cannot get out of this. All hope is lost. And then Jesus was like, on that person, I will build my whole church. Do you have enough faith? Yes, you do, <laughs> okay? What little faith Peter had was enough. He was already enough, okay? God wants us to try. So often we're like, I don't have no faith. Can't do it. I think one of the worst lines in Star Wars <laughs> is the famous, do or do not, there is no try. I mean, it sounds awesome. It's completely ridiculous. Okay, in real life, it should read try or try not. Mm, it's not really a do. All we can do is try. We're a bunch of triers. <laughs> Even if you know for a fact that you know everything, you know all the answers about a specific thing, you know how to do it, you could show up and be like, ah, I don't know, I panic, I have test anxiety, I can't do this, right? There is, we're trying. The, only, the ways we try are our lifelines of communication with God. And we need each other. We need to try collectively, <laughs> okay? Because we need community. It is impossible to read the Bible and not realize that faith is meant to be done with other people. But for many of us growing up, church was something you did as opposed to a family to invest in and love. Is it any wonder that when we experience doubt and pain, 
we don't know where to go. We're so used to like flash mob church. Show up for the event and leave church. <laughs> Prayer with each other, for each other, is pretty time consuming. It is relationally complex. It is sometimes spiritually exhausting. And oftentimes we're just like, I'm not going to bother with that. Right? But we need each other. We were created to be with each other. We were designed to support each other, to be a community that can hold space for all of our belief and all of our unbelief at the same time. Without judgment, without fear, without comparison, we were designed to just keep trying. There was a man in Mark 9 who like ran to Jesus. He like begs him to heal his son who has this illness. And Jesus said, you probably heard this, everything is possible for one who believes. And then the guy says, I believe, help my unbelief. <laughs> That's where I'm at with prayer every day, all day long. I believe, and I need help with my unbelief. I am certain, and I need practice existing in uncertainty. Rachel Held Evans has this famous line. I'm pretty sure it shows up in most of her books. And it, she says something like this, on the days when I believe. On the days when she believed, she stood tall, she joined in the songs and the creeds and the prayers and the whole church shebang with her whole heart. And on the days she struggled to believe, she still stood tall. And she let herself be supported by the faith community. And instead of reciting the prayers and creeds, she just listened to a chorus of voices around her, singing the ancient song of connection to God. What kind of day is it for you? I don't have resolution or clear answers about prayer. What I do have is a heart and a spirit that is a little more open and a little more honest and a little more healed. You can have that too. What kind of day is it? Is it a day when you believe? Or is it a day when you're struggling? Both days are important. If you believe, Ben can come back up here. If today is a day when you believe, then you can support other people. To encourage literally means to give courage. Help someone. And if today is a day where you're like, God doesn't give a crap, therefore I do not either, what a waste of time. That's okay too. We'll believe for you. We are going to close by doing something real churchy, which is recite a prayer together. I just want to give you permission to pray the words or to not. If this is a day when you believe, then let the words come out of your heart and your mouth and go up to heaven. And if this is a day when belief is a struggle or if you find the words just difficult or triggering, then just be here. Be surrounded by people who love you. Be surrounded by a God who loves you. That's prayer too. Hopefully you can see it because it's over there. We're going to all say it together and follow along on the screen. Let's pray. Oh God, our divine parent, may your presence ever be remembered. 
May your peace and justice dwell among us. May your love and compassion live inside us and between us. Nourish us daily with the necessities of life, food and rest for our bodies, and inspiration for our spirits. May we give as much forgiveness as we have received. May we show as much kindness as we have been given. Lead us on peaceful paths and distance us from harm. For your world is our world and your hope, our hope, then, now, and always. May it be so. Amen. Amen.